Legal marijuana is serious policy for these serious times. This idea that a plant, that a plant with no known medical overdoses could be criminalized to the point where we punish tens of thousands of people every year and give them a criminal record and are denying our state treasury billions of dollars in long-term revenue. I, I honestly don't understand the prohibitionist mindset when it comes to cannabis here in Pennsylvania. Cannabis prohibition is a true minority viewpoint here in Pennsylvania. This is your girl, Marissa Kane. We're back for another episode of Pop Again Fuse. And we're going to be talking about New York City and how they've been wildest since the legalization of marijuana. Also, we're going to say where we stand in line in regards to legalization here in Philly. So don't miss no episodes. Get to that can of bag. skies are gonna clear up put on a happy face brush off the clouds and cheer up put on a happy face take off the gloomy mask of tragedy it's not your style you look so good that you'll be glad you decided to smile pick out the pleasant outlook stick out that noble chin wipe off And spread sunshine all over the place. Put on a happy face. (laughs) Yes, and welcome, welcome, welcome to Pothica Infused. I am yours truly, Marissa Kay, and we are back again for another episode and I am so excited. I feel as though that this is so necessary and I know that a lot of people out here don't understand. They don't get it yet and I don't expect you to get it yet but when it's time to get it you'll get it you know and you'll be very thankful that I'm here to explain to you some of the a lot of these things that are going on and that will be revealed in the cannabis industry and you'll be able to refer back to me on some wonderful inside scoop and tips on any and everything you need to know so you can figure out where you fit in in the cannabis industry or maybe to help you pivot on an idea and help you to see the kaleidoscope effect of it all because see that's what happened to me because this was just supposed to be edibles that's what this was supposed to be this was just supposed to be some rice crispy treats but you know i don't never do nothing on just a rice crispy treat kind of level so you know when i i, I started doing this it, but seriously it was just supposed to be Wants some just baking a few little cookies and shit, you know, and, and, and getting people just a little fucked up, just a little, you know, just to ease your mind a little bit. You know, that's what all of us supposed to be. And then I decided to go to school. And let me tell you something. That's that's not no easy stuff because I'm not paying y'all to go back to nobody's damn school. And that's not to say that I'm against 
the educational system or going to college or furthering yourself. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I was fortunate enough to land myself in a career out of high school and pull one of those, you know, classic American dream type shit, kind of middle class shit, you know. I I got into debt and debt just, you know, is one of those things that if you can handle it, it can pay handsomely. And you can live a very comfortable, peaceful life and be able to do some shit, family vacations and stuff, own a home and a car and retire nicely and don't be a burden to your children. You, you know, all of that, you know, adulting stuff. Wonderful, but I'm bigger than that. I can give you 40 honest hours and still give myself, you know, if not match it, come damn near close to, you know, I'll put away the TV, I'll put away whatever I need to do to work on me. And that's just, you know, how I'm programmed. So in all of that happening, you know, here came school and I decided to go back to school. Because it was something that I was passionate on. And I'm glad that I did decide to do that. Because once I did go back to school, it opened up my eyes. And I saw the kaleidoscope effect of marijuana. Now, you know, call it what you want. Marijuana, Mary Jane, pot, weed, cannabis. Because now everybody want to call it cannabis and sound all fancy and shit. But, you know. But call it what you want. The first paper that we can find with anything written on it from a human being was written on hemp paper. So, it's been around. And when I went back to school, I was able to not only understand that it's been around, but my eyes were opened to where it's going. And because I've always been a nerd and very much interested in, you know, in physics, what's coming in the future, I play, I pay attention to a lot of scientists and, and to see where we're going in the future, where we're at, what is available technology now, even though maybe the common folk don't know what that is. I pay attention to these things. I know what we're capable of doing scientifically, and I look these things up, and it just matches where we're going, you know, with cannabis. And a lot of the things that we needed to scientifically be able to do in order to incorporate hemp and uh, cannabis into our daily lives is, is possible now. So when I say the possibilities are endless, I'm going to be talking about a lot of stuff for a long time to come in regards to the cannabis industry. And, 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 and the reality is this is no Schedule 1 drug. Come on, people. This is no Schedule 1 drug. And I'm going to talk about that once we dive into New York, about what I think they're going to do in regards to the scheduling of the drug. But definitely not a Schedule 1 drug. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity. And let me tell you something. And this is just, you know, somebody who has done my share of things. And I'm so grateful to not have a need, a want, a desire to want to do 
any type of drugs. And we already know how I feel about marijuana. And I don't include that in the type of drugs that do the type of shit that's out here nowadays. Because this shit that's out here nowadays will melt your face. It will. It'll melt your face. I don't know if you've ever had the opportunity to watch uh, on YouTube. It's called The Underbelly. And this is with all the hoes and the pimps and the homeless people. And the, and they and they never want weed. I mean, the weed would just be just such an a boring intervention conversation on so many levels. I mean, you may find somebody who is just like sinking into the couch, you know, hopelessly, but I guarantee you, you're gonna find another underlying issue there, and it ain't weed, okay. Moving forward with all of the possibilities, with everything that's going on, the government, unfortunately, I'm running into some hiccups. And I am, I think it's damn hilarious. And my jaw dropped to even find out. So, the, so New York is fired up. Let, let's dive in on New York because New York has gone freaking canna crazy okay now mind you i was there a couple of months ago um i have uh, some business associates who own cigar lines and me and one of my associates business associates was we were out in new york and we were hitting the streets we were doing some footwork going to all the smoke shops out there and um checking out some of the the the, the new things that they were doing in regards to cannabis <laughs> in regards to cannabis and checking out some of the the shops i mean i there was this this like little hot dog stand thing that was all blacked out um so you couldn't like see through it and it had like a armed guard and it was outside like hitched to a truck selling weed there was like a food truck with lights all on it, with the TikTok different lighting all on it, and with the guy at the window with a menu, and you could, you know, get yourself some guava or some Obama strain or, you know, whatever you like, an eighth, a half, whatever. And I'm, this is awesome. I'm taking fucking pictures and shit. I, I've got them. I'm, I'm trying to tell you, I'm going to post pick more pictures of stuff on Apotheca. But I'm taking pictures and shit. And then we go to a store. And I walk into the store and I'm taking pictures. The shelf just got all kinds of edible candy treats in it. Ice cream cones in the bag. Chips. They've got a menu that looks like a food restaurant menu of weed. On, on, on it, and I said, Jesus, this is just great. This is just the Candyland of shit. And I'm losing my marbles, and I'm like, I'll take one of this and five of that, and give me three of this. And I'm like, this is awesome. And I'm taking pictures like I'm a tourist, and like I've never been to New York before. Seriously, <laughs> I was like, this is crazy, you know. And I was like, wow. But hold up. I watch the news, and all of a sudden, it's uh, the news says 
Three weeks ago, New York's first dispensary opens in Manhattan. I'm like, what's going on? They said the first dispensary at 4.20 p.m. in Manhattan. It's the Housing Works Cannabis Company, and it's the first of 36 new dispensaries to open. And, and, and their mission is to work with homeless people that are living with AIDS and formerly in, incarcerated New Yorkers dealing with weed charges. And there's this aristocrat mofo standing there. And, 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 and this place is in Greenwich Village. I know I the hell wasn't in Greenwich Village. I was like in Brooklyn. So I'm trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Because this is the first dispensary. They were all over the place in Brooklyn. So I don't know. Maybe Brooklyn needs to communicate to Manhattan. Manhattan needs to communicate to Brooklyn. Because... Outside of Manhattan, I think that the rest of the boroughs just think it's a free-for-all right now in regards to recreational weed. I mean, like they said, weed is legal and the, 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 the boroughs are acting just like you said, weed is legal. You know, because then you got this other place on the other side in one of the boroughs, I want to say it was Brooklyn, called Big Chief. And they've been open since August without a license. And there seems to be no enforcement because they really can't because everything is ass backwards right now, making it impossible. They have them in such a gridlock right now. You know, you got the 280E law that needs to be um, done away with. You got uh, safe banking that, that, that they're trying to push. It is too much to keep up with to now be policing residents who want to do the right thing. They want to pay taxes. Give me a license. And nobody, I think, is really understanding the rules and regulations. Also, I don't think the world is understanding that everybody can't have a dispensary. You're going to have to have some other ideas, people. It can't all be dispensary. Everybody just can't put their money in a dispensary what's going to happen is it's going to force people to have to be more creative and some of the things that they're doing in regards to cannabis uh, but i think it's going to be a good thing i think once it all spreads out people will pivot people will pivot and there'll be a different way of making money within the cannabis industry that'll make it, it a lot easier to move around you know, because New York was legalized since March of 2022 and they're just opening their first dispensary and do not know what to do in regards to regulating the thousands, mind you, thousands of dispensaries that have opened up without a license. And you don't want to go locking all of these people up. I mean, they're probably going to say, hey, 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 a few times then they're probably going to say, you know, hey, we're going to fine you, you know, one fine, two fine, three fines. But I think that some of these people are willing to take, the, the, you know, to wait for you to get around to me for the first warning, get around to me for the second warning, get around to me for the third, get around to fining me, get around to, I mean, shit, if you weigh that out a little bit more, 
you know, you might, might <laughs> get around to the point of, of federal legalization. But shout out to Senator uh, Liz Krueger and the mayor out there in New York for supporting. You know, but I don't know how they're going to do it. Because in New York, also, you got the bikes and scooters that are ready to go. I mean, these smoke shops are just going to to pivot and, and just go to, to riding bikes and deliveries and stuff like that. They're going to start their own, you know, uh, Uber Eats, Canna Eats, and you'll just be ordering your shit that way. You, you Listen, you're not fucking with the legacy market. It's just as simple as this. You can't fuck with the, you can't chase nobody that know the alleyways. You just you can't chase somebody down that knows all the alleyways. When are the cops gonna learn? I mean, every now and then you catch a little scraggler that don't know how to hop fences, but you know, you you're not messing with the legacy market. It, it, it's out of control. I mean, unless you have had an opportunity like me to be in this business and see what it's really doing and, and see what's going on. And I mean, and it's a wonderful business. And the thing about it, I'm going to be honest with you, the cops know that they're not catching no kind of problems with the marijuana community. Let me tell you, they, they know, they know, they know. You're lot if you were to mess with it, you're just messing with some, you know, chip eating, love hostess cake eating, you know, chocolate loving, give me the funyuns, you know, cool ass person that's causing really no problems for nobody because you're incapable of it because your DNA says fuck it when you take in so much weed. I mean, serious, you know, you're, you're, you're dealing with a real non-confrontational community when, when it all boils down to the cannabis community. You know, most of it is, is, is speaking the vibration of love and harmony. So it's really hard for you to figure out a way how to hack down on something that's coming from such a good space. And it wouldn't even be to the point of legalization if it wasn't for all the mad scientists and crazy people that insisted upon still you know working with marijuana even when you couldn't you know just meaning people that were always infusing people that were always creating new strains people that were always perfecting the way of doing it if it wasn't for the legacy market then it definitely would not be this shift going on right now in regards to the legalization of marijuana. But you know, and the problem is, is how would you really know the difference? How, how could you know the difference nowadays with what's going on in New York and all of these different stores and everything like that and you not being able to know the difference between a true dispensary or a faux dispensary. You know, are we going back to the time where there was weed stores? Because I remember, I'm from, again, you know, when it's a podcast, you're listening from all over. But once again, I'm from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. And we had weed stores here. Like, you know, like how a bodega would be in New York. Like you would literally have a store that you would walk in and it would just be like a front with chips and stuff like that with weed. But they would be selling weed. It reminds me of those days, 
you know, when you go to New York and you find out that it's thousands and thousands of pot stores that are opened illegally, you know, I don't know. But when, you know, but when is Philly going to get their spot in the sunshine? I don't know. But I think that we'll be able to uh, bask in the sunlight sooner than later, you know, because we have Governor Tom Wolf. That Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, they have our back. That's who was with it in the beginning of the clip. That was John Fetterman, him speaking his mind and his opinion on how he feels about marijuana legalization within the state of Pennsylvania. And per Wolf and Fetterman, you know, it's green light go. He's like, look, my dudes. We, we getting out of the red. We getting Pennsylvania and the black. I don't care what these uh these uh non understanding, low aiming people that don't want to legalize marijuana think. Okay. We need better roads. We need better schools. And it's gonna function the same as alcohol. I do not understand. I mean, really, there is no weed smokers out here wrapping their cars around telephone poles. I mean, come on, let's keep it all the way funky. We're not being honest with ourselves, people here. It's not much that we need to do to fit marijuana right in, nestled in, nice and cozy next to alcohol. It, it It's just very easy to just blend everything. It, it, the same rules would apply. You have liquor stores, you have bars, you have restaurants, you have clubs. It's going to follow the same thing. These are going to be all the pivots that you'll be able to do and some. Because honestly, weed is less of a threat than alcohol. But we allow bars on every other corner. We do. So, you know, it makes no sense. That's why I picked John Fetterman. And what he was saying about marijuana, because he's very passionate about the cause. And and my first time ever being locked up was over a bag of weed. And I did say my first time. Listen, people, that's a story for another day. Maybe we'll have Pothica's storytelling moment. And I'll do a share. Because let me tell you something. I've been through a lot. <laughs> I mean, not as in, like, bad. My life has not been bad. Don't get me wrong. Yes, I did drugs. Who hasn't? It's a few of you out there. Like I said in my defense, I came from the music, sex, drugs, hip-hop. Come on now. Don't act new, people. You listen to the radio. You can only imagine. And this shit starts in the little leagues. Yeah, you could be local, you know, it's the same shit local to the big stage, just less money, more money to do it. But it, it, it pulls you in a lot of, you know, unfortunate things like drugs. And then you have people like myself who take a whiff of the smelling salts, can see where the shit is going, and I don't want to be on anything that melts my face. Or makes me act like how people act on Kensington and Allegheny. No. 
I want to help my friends. I'm strong. I I can't I can't be I can't be out there like that. So and and as I stated before, I really truly believe that cannabis can really set a lot of people free from some of these debilitating addictions. I mean, we you know, this ain't show. Yo, this ain't your New Jack City's crap that's out here no more. Nino Brown ain't got shit on some of this stuff that's out here right now. And 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 our friends and family and sons and daughters deserve to be able to find a way to be taken off of some of this stuff and it not be so difficult because it wasn't so hard to get on it. You know, it's very exciting. It's very exciting. You know, there's some predictions out there where we're going in, re in regards to legalization and how long it's going to take for full legalization. But um, I do believe we need to do something in regards, and I think that something will be done in regards to stepping it down. If it's not full legalization, because that's going to still take a few years, I believe that we might get some success with them taking it off a schedule one and taking it down. I believe that will allow for a lot more freedom and movement uh, for them to prepare for full legalization because I know that they're preparing themselves for it. It's inevitable, you know, but I believe that bringing it off of a schedule one, taking it off of that, um, is where we need to go right now. It would definitely free up a lot of things, you know, because I tell you one thing's for certain, two things for sure is that these states is definitely freeing themselves up. You know, these states are really truly exercising the right of state laws and showing how strong state laws can be in comparison to federal laws. But you can plan, you can create your brand, you can create relationships with people because let me tell you, there's no I in team. You're going to have to team up people. If you're a lone soldier, you're not going to make it through, I don't think. The, the, the regulations are too tough. The tax codes have you gridlocked and you're losing your money. You know, you're renting facilities before you're even approved for licensing, you know, and you're you're losing it all in something where you were supposed to gain it all. So I, I, I would definitely, if nobody has, had, has ever listened to Gary V, if you don't take anything else from anything that he says, I think the biggest thing you can take away from him is pivot realize when you have to pivot and pivot doesn't mean bailing out that means that you're resilient that means that you can bend and you can flex and you can be where you need to be when you need to be it and don't think that you always need to stand concrete to one thought it can still pivot you know, you don't have to get out of the weed industry in order to be flexible to how you need to be in something that's evolving in real time. You know, like I say, we have gone live. 
the world has gone live and everything is in real time. We are learning in real time and executing in real time. So you have to be able to bend and flex. Bend and flex. So let me tell you something. Bending and flexing is what we're going to do on this next recipe. We're going to bend and we're going to flex and we're going to bring two things together and make it one. And what's that? It would not be right for me to be talking about New York and me discussing Philly and me not do this recipe. Can anybody guess what it's going to be? Go ahead, click it, guess, guess. A New York cheesecake. Yes, New York Canna cheesecake with Philadelphia cream cheese. Ew, yeah, that's what we're going to do. And you know, and maybe, maybe I get my boy Cole Black up in here. You know, he's been doing some great things in the cannabis industry. I know Enes got a cheesecake. Oh, only a girl could dream. You know what I'm saying? But yes, we are going to be conquering the canna cheesecake. Yes, we are. So, people, oh, another recipe, another week. What are we going to do? We're going to break to the recipe portion of Bathika Infused. Hey everybody, and welcome to another recipe portion of Pothic Infused, and we are ready to do this. And we are not going to be scared. Listen, there's myths out there and that people are scared to conquer the cheesecake, but let me tell you something. We are not only going to conquer the cheesecake, but we are going to infuse it with cannabis. Now, I have searched and searched and searched for the best way to prepare a cheesecake recipe. And let me tell you, I believe that I have it here with this one. Now, we can opt to do a few things here. We can choose to do a water bath and wrap our springform pan in aluminum foil, but I prefer to put a ramkin in the oven with water in it. So we're gonna have a couple of ways that we're gonna be able to do this recipe. Uh, to each its own, whatever you feel more safe with so that you don't get any cracks in your cheesecake but let me tell you the ramkin rolls so let's get into the equipment that we're going to be needing to complete this recipe and we are going to be needing a springform pan okay because we're going to be able to release this cheesecake guys all right and we're going to need a hand mixer or a stand mixer or if you're going to use a food processor to do these graham crackers believe it or not a, a uh Food processor is the best way to get a homogenous mixture going and to make sure everything is fully incorporated so that will roll as well. So we're gonna need a spatula for scraping and we're gonna need some aluminum foil if you choose to do the water bath and you wanna play it extra safe, we can do the water bath and put it inside of another pan where we can put some water in there if you have that. But if not, don't fret. I have a hat for you on that. Set that oven to 350 degrees and let's go ahead and begin preparing this cheesecake. So we're going to need to spray our pan so that we can butter it up 
to ensure that this cheesecake will not stick to the pan. So we're going to be using a softened butter. That way that the butter gets in there real, real, real nice. And we don't have no worries about us releasing this cheesecake onto the wild once we're done. So we're going to be using two sleeves of graham crackers, about 270 grams of grams. And we are going to crush those up or, like I said, put it in a food processor to each its own. We're going to include three tablespoons of sugar and five tablespoons of melted can of butter and this will equal 70 grams we're going to go ahead and incorporate that all together and nice until you can put it in your hand and it kind of go together and stick a little bit so that we can go ahead and mold this into the pan so what we're going to do is we're going to transfer this graham cracker mixture inside of a pan and we're going to with a straight glass press it into the bottom and press it around the sides and we're going to use our thumb to press down around the edges so that way the cheesecake crust is really nice and tight and compacted in there right so then what we're going to do is we're going to take this and we're going to put this graham cracker crust in the oven for about 10 to 15 minutes until it is nice and golden and then we're going to go ahead and remove that now while we got that in the oven we can go ahead and start preparing our filling that's going to go inside this cheesecake and let me tell you you're going to need three packages of philadelphia style cheesecake eight ounces okay now be careful people this is where you fuck up in cheesecake. No air. We are mixing until homogenous and not after. Homogenous, I know it's a big word, incorporated together until it's mixed. We don't want to mix it one point over that because once we start incorporating too much air, it rises, it falls, it rises, it falls, it gives us cracks and we messed it up. So we're just incorporating. We're not overdoing it here. Gentle people. Gentle, gentle, suave, suave. So we're gonna go ahead with those three eight ounce packages of cream cheese. Remember that they must be at room temperature so that you can cream them. And you need to cream them for about three minutes, people. Once you've completed the creaming, we're gonna move over to 250 grams of sugar okay and we're gonna be splitting this up okay because I do have cannabis inside the crust with that butter so what I like to do is 200 grams of regular sugar and then 50 grams of can of sugar you'll catch those in my courses later on how to make the can of sugar but let's keep moving forward it's gonna be 120 grams of sour cream. We needed to give it that tang that cheesecake has. We're also gonna do two teaspoons of lemon zest. That's about two lemons. Remember, don't go down to the white part on the lemon zest. We just want that nice top yellow layer at the top of the lemon. And again, two teaspoons of that. We're gonna need two teaspoons of vanilla extract, people. And we're gonna start getting this together and incorporating this until it's a nice homogenous mixture. There goes that word again. We're not gonna add our eggs yet, people. Not gonna add our eggs yet. We're gonna add our eggs one at a time after we have creamed this 
all together very nicely, but we're only going to get it to the point where it is just cream, not over cream. Just mixed, not over mixed. Then we're going to incorporate our three eggs. Now what I say to do is to crack them in a separate container, scramble them all together, whip them really good, whip it, whip it, whip it, whip it, and then take that and pour that into the mixture slowly about the equivalent of one egg at a time. So that is, again, the least amount of air that you need to incorporate into the cheesecake mixture so that way it cooks beautifully with no cracks. So once we've completed everything is homogenous, we've got the three eggs all scrambled and added and incorporated to the cheesecake mixer, then we're going to move over and go ahead and start baking. So we're gonna go ahead and take that pie, that graham cracker pie crust that's been chilling out, and we're gonna go ahead and pour our cheesecake mixture inside of that. We're gonna go ahead and pop that in. Now you know you wanna give it a little jiggle jiggle and a little shake shake so that way that the cheesecake evens out rather nicely. Now, at this point in time, you would have either going to put this in the oven inside of the water bath where we're gonna pull it up and fill it up with water just until it's going over the bottom portion, just a couple inches, fingers up. Okay, you can dip it in a water bath after you've wrapped the outside very good in aluminum foil so that you get no leakage. You can do it that way. If you do not want to do it that way, then you can add a half cup of water to a ramkin and place it on the side of the cheesecake and you can do it that way. Mind you, we have built the crust up around the edges on this cheesecake, so that's gonna act as an extra insulation to help the cheesecake cook more evenly. So this is why we can avoid the water bath if we like and just use a half cup of water inside of a ramkin placed inside the oven. We're gonna go ahead and cook this at 350 degrees for 15 minutes, and then we're gonna drop the temperature down to 300 degrees and we're gonna cook that for one hour until the cheesecake is complete all right for the remainder of the bake now remember people a cheesecake is best once it sits overnight after it's done and then the next day you slice into it and you have got yourself a little slice of heaven in front of you and this is how we're gonna go ahead and infuse our canna cheesecake and this is the recipe so thank you so much for joining us for another recipe portion of Papaka Infuse my weed card. Uh, thank you. It's my second card. My first card, I got three days into being in Los Angeles. I didn't even have an apartment yet. My first purchase was a weed cookie. I got an edible. And it was the coolest thing I'd ever gotten up to that point in my life. Because I'd never seen branding on drugs. It had a logo. Aunt Mabel's weed cookie. Oh, I trust this. She's family. <laughs> Underneath it, it said, per dose, eat one-third of a cookie. 
Who eats one third of a cookie? I eat all the thirds of a cookie. You're not gonna have me eat one third of a cookie now I'm high and I'm hungry and I'm staring at two thirds of a cookie? That's not happiness, that's Hunger Games. And I ate the whole cookie. Woke up two days later, about a mile and a half of my house, feeling refreshed. I'm gonna get out of this ditch and get on with my day. Smoke weed every day. It's a little bit of comedy for you. It was Aunt Mabel. She's family. I love them. Uh, I'm going to be digging into some more uh, cannabis humor here on the show. I hope that you think that I have a wonderful personality and I'm not boring and not uh, making you fall asleep while you're driving or anything like that. I hope you enjoy what I bring to the table. And I'm happy that we're finally getting our shit together because, you know, these days we have to hold tight. We have to understand we are in a day and time where you must hold tight to your faith and understand that we are kind of relearning history. That we're in a day and age where we're questioning, we're rereading, we are talking about it and we're understanding that there has been some dishonesty and some half truths and some uh mistakes made on our behalf in regards to cannabis amongst so many other things so take into consideration people that maybe we were not right and something that has the capabilities of doing so much, something that has the capabilities of correcting other mistakes that we've made in regards to the environment, in regards to even our vehicles, because hemp creates a material that is stronger and lighter than steel. It really does. It creates a material that's stronger and lighter. And here we are buying these vehicles that a shopping cart in the supermarket could take out your right fender. Come on. Moving forward, it was again another great show. I hope that I brought some good information to my cannabis community for those people who are new to the cannabis community and you're curious i hope that i am planting little jewels and little pieces of wonderful information that help you to either connect something that you're trying to do or to help you to pivot into something else that was what this is about. This is what my intentions were in regards to starting Pothica and doing Pothica Infused. It was to get people to understand that cannabis is something 
that we do need to be educated on, something that does need to be brought to the forefront. And I wanted to bring it to the forefront in a very lighthearted way, but we're still learning and having fun at the same time. And while it was fun this evening, everybody, I'm going to bid you a good day. It was wonderful. Don't forget to go to Pothica.com so that you can see everything that I offer. My infusions, my artwork, my podcast can easily be accessed on there. And it was wonderful being with you. And thank you once again for joining me on another episode of Pothica Infused. Gray skies are gonna clear up, put on a happy face. Brush off the clouds and cheer up, put on a happy face. Take off the gloomy mask of tragedy, it's not your style. You look so good that you'll be glad you decided to smile. Pick out the pleasant outlook, stick out that noble chin. Wipe off that full of doubt look. Slap on a happy grin.